almost heaven West Virginia Blue Ridge Mountains Shenandoah River Life is old there Older than the trees Younger than the mountains Blowing like a breeze Country roads Take me, huh? <laughs> I think that men should be the only uh, gender allowed to clap. Yeah. Yeah, now we're talking. Now anyway, we're hello talking. and welcome to uh, an episode of Dish About Destination with uh, your uh, guys who like when people dies oh. uh, <laughs> i like that your guys Improv who like skills, dies mm-hmm. still sharp baby yeah um, oh man if so, we do if we ever do the james bond series we could be the guys who like spies you know what yeah isn't there there already is like a comedians covering james bond series though i think but can there ever be too many podcasts of comedian men uh, doing t- uh, movies <laughs> You know what? No, I don't think so. Uh, not after us. Hold on w- one second. Uh, I don't think the listener will hear this, but uh, we've got a little robot friend in here. Uh, oh yeah, Craig. To, He's our backup just to help us out. The real the the Discord heads know. Uh, Jeremy, what the hell's going on, my man? Uh, I'll tell you what's going on right now, Eric. Are you ready? What's that? Was that a uh, what's that a, a, a pe- canned Perrier? It's a it's a frosty brew, my homeboy. I have not like uh, had a beer on this show in quite a long time. I think it's because we just record a little earlier than usual. But uh, yeah, you know, it's six o'clock it's six o'clock p.m. here in sunny California, which means it's five o'clock somewhere. If you know what I mean. <laughs> hey, well, it's eight p.m. somewhere, and that somewhere is where I am because I'm. Uh, two hours ahead of you <laughs> and uh yeah i i haven't uh actually i do usually i don't even like te- like we used to make like a big show of it mm-hmm. uh when we would have drinks on the episodes and now i think i've just become like a shameful alcoholic where right I need, perfect i need my drinky poos to get to get through my podcast i love no, the, but I, <laughs> I love the idea too that like it's kind of like when you're 21 you're so excited about drinking and then our podcast is now like 23 where it like doesn't give a <laughs> shit anymore. <laughs> yeah, you know what? The, I actually I don't uh, I haven't had a had a brewski on the podcast in a while. Uh, if I had some, I'd uh, I'd have one with you, Jeremy. But um, you know what? You'll just have to drink for the both of us now, uh, Jeremy. I have been uh, I feel insane right now. I've been feeling insane lately. I started drinking coffee again. Now that's uh, that's a that's a dark liquid I can get behind. It's intense. Have you ever like given up caffeine and then just started drinking coffee? It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have like you, Eric. Although yours might, your might, yours actually might be better, like worse than mine. But I have like a sub- pretty substantial anxiety disorder. So uh, for gentlemen like us, we have to stay away from the caffeine lest we go mad. So um, a lot of times caffeine will trigger me into a straight up panic attack, in which uh, my friends and family all fear for my life. 
Yeah, yeah. I've been like pushing the boundary every day. I'm up to <laughs> uh, I'm up to one full cup of coffee. In yeah, the morning, that's all I crazy. can. That's all I can ever do. If I ever do more than one cup of coffee, I start thinking disastrous thoughts. <laughs> Three weeks ago, I was at like four sips of coffee, and I'm awake. I'm wired until six p.m. Right. Yeah. That's that is that is pretty good though. I mean, you're like a lightweight with coffee. Uh, I want to take Eric out on a little coffee date. You know, want to yeah, spend I'll that much on on coffee? Sweating and grinding my teeth. I can't think of a worse date. Have you ever gone on a coffee date? I feel like I did when I was a teenager. And right, I can't think of a worse situation because. At least for me, I get like sweaty, <laughs> right? And I'm like grinding my teeth. I'm like hyper aware of what I'm doing. Yeah. My mouth gets dry. Yeah. Coffee is, I used to think it was like one of those hidden date things where it's like, you know, less pressure sometimes than a bar. But there's also this thing of like, also it, it can be more nerve wracking because you're dead sober. <laughs> Right, <laughs> right, yeah. right. You're you're like overly sober. Uh, yeah, I prefer to just be like, totally hammered uh, on dates, which is why I'm right, single right now. Right, for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, Jeremy, just real quick up top, because I'm having a lot of fun with this, and I'm excited to do more of it. Um, we started covering the, uh, the Tales from the Crypt episodes. We're going oh, through the entire series. daddy. <laughs> in our Patreon yeah, uh, which we're we're calling this series uh, "Speaking About Crypt Keeping." Speaking about uh, crypt keeping, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, which yeah. I gotta say, uh, is our Patreon series more fun to do than our actual mainline series? Yes, <laughs> maybe at this point. Uh, <laughs> at this point, at this absolutely. Specific moment until um, our until our uh, until our franchise our film franchises change. Yes, it is absolutely. <laughs> yeah, this one was a little rough for me oh uh, i can't wait to talk about uh, yeah. it but yeah but i mean to be fair we only do have one more to go after this episode uh, after this episode which is of course the final destination 2009's the final destination or final destination four if you're counting like i am <laughs> yeah 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 um but uh our patreon is uh patreon.com slash eric and jeremy and you can find it on our twitter chucky rules 420 um, we changed the uh, display name <laughs> way too much, uh, and yeah. it's a bad business decision. But <laughs> Jeremy, I was like, I I always mention how excited I've been to cover these Final Destination movies uh, and kind of like analyze them uh, and revisit them. And I think you know I'm still overall enjoying myself, and I'm actually excited to watch this last one. Um, right, I'm but, excited to see the fifth one too. I will say, yeah, also mainly because there's hasn't been one since, so I it must be really bad. Uh, sure, <laughs> but <laughs> but I I was just thinking about how like when I watched, I felt like I enjoyed all of these movies a lot when I saw them for the first time, mm-hmm. and I think spacing them out over the course of seeing one every like year or couple of years. Uh, is probably a better call than watching one a week. <laughs> you really start watching... to see, yeah, you really start to see the forest for the trees when you're watching them all back to back. It starts to blend together like a really bad song, like pop song. You're not sure if you like, did I just hear this song? Did it come on again? You know, you're kind of doing that thing. Yeah, we're doing like a weird Groundhog Day thing yeah. to our brains. 
um, right. by doing yes. this. And our listeners are doing this with us. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, I would, I would like to, at this point, uh, I want to know like how everyone's enjoying the final destinations. Um, I do think two or uh, three is one of my favorite horror movies still. Yeah, three is a um, high watermark, I think, for the series. And one is really fun also, but uh, I would like to hear what people are, how people are uh, digging the destinations. Uh, and <laughs> if this is your first episode and you're, you tuned in just for the The Final Destination episode, uh, we will be covering, uh, we've got some plans for Halloween. I think we're going to do some like teen horror movies or uh, something along those lines. Uh, oh, and... Uh, we have two suggestions, Jeremy, and I think these will have to be regular episodes. Uh, so for our, I believe, $20 tier on Patreon, you can every four months request uh, or demand us to do an episode on whatever you want us to. Uh, it has to be a movie or a TV show. Uh, and our buddy Brian recommended Tusk, the Kevin uh, uh-huh. Smith movie. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you're gonna like this, Jeremy. Uh, our our, ho- our homie Dad wears glasses. The the OG producer mm-hmm. uh, requested The Shining. Oh, that's perfect. And it's and you know what? In just a, but a mere couple of weeks, it's gonna be Halloween time. So that's that's very exciting. Very exciting indeed. I was stoked about that. Right. Um, and can we also yeah. make a promise to the listeners that we are going to cover? This is unprompted by any of the fans, but we're going to cover the the film Halloween for Halloween. I'd like to do both the Carpenter and Rob Zombie. <laughs> I would like to do them. Yeah, like yeah. Let's cover. We'll co- we'll definitely. I mean, I'm always down to watch the original Halloween. Uh, I mean, talking about watching the same movie twice in a row, but uh, <laughs> I think yeah. I think the, the, the Rob Zombie one's interesting. I think that'll be fun. Um, if you have any uh, movies that you that you love to watch around Halloween and you think we should cover, uh, shoot us, uh, tweet at us, ChuckyRules420. Just shoot us. <laughs> yeah, shoot at us. <laughs> write, write down your suggestion on a bullet, aim it right <laughs> towards our heads. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, so boy. Jeremy, uh, I, I think that's all the all the bullshit, right? That seems like enough bullshit for me. Yeah. So if you heard our our third uh, our third episode, uh, we uh, when we started doing <laughs> when we started doing the Chuckies, uh, we we were doing like two hour episodes, and I was spending way too much time. Uh, I would watch every movie twice and make diligent notes and do tons and tons of research. And right. uh, my life has changed, Jeremy. I'm trying to be transparent here. Okay. Uh, and we're not, we're not, we're not dishing out as much as much background, I guess, on these destination movies, which I'm fine with because right. I don't think they necessarily warrant like dissecting as much as a Chucky franchise. Uh, but I just want everyone to know my life is, uh, you know, I'm going to have a lot more free time pretty soon and I'm getting back into, into doing some, 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 some lengthy show notes, Jeremy, some some in-depth, uh, some in-depth stuff. So 
Uh, but you can expect the same <laughs> lack of preparedness for this episode. Oh, great. Uh, okay. I, I, I kind of thought where you were going with this was like that you had prepared for this one, but then it was like, no. <laughs> no, I just feel like I should like maybe uh, my life has been in turmoil for like the last two months and I just wanted to address the fact right. that we're aware that uh, we used to do two hour episodes and talk about someone like Don Mancini for 50 minutes <laughs> uh, before... Yeah, Even I also love into talking about the movies. I also love that your life being in turmoil means that you just got a job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm working in an office for the first time in a long time. It's going great. So you're um, in Chicago then, huh? Yeah, I'm in. I'm in Chicago. I got. How, how was the move? Up, I mean, uh, I didn't even hear anything about it, Eric. You don't talk to me anymore. The move's a pain in the ass, Jeremy. It's a pain. It's especially. I tried to like do it cheap and move all my shit and drive a large truck uh, in one day from D- Denver to Chicago. W- highly don't recommend it. The truck would not go above 60 miles an hour. Oh, great. Uh, I, love that. I love that. And it w- it was a, it was a fucking nightmare, but I'm settling in. I'm loving Chicago. Jeremy, we're not, we're not here to talk about, this isn't uh moving our mouths about moving, Eric stuff. Wow. This is uh, <laughs> dish and bow destination, and uh, we're talking about the, the final destination, and also known v. as uh, also known as Final Destination Four or Final Destination 3D, because this uh, film franchise has the same problem <laughs> our podcast has of can't yeah. figure out what it's called quite yet. <laughs> huh? I didn't realize. I didn't even realize this was supposed to be in 3D. Uh, maybe that would have made it better. Um, uh, no, but maybe. <laughs> so this was around, do you think this, this was pre, pre-Avatar? Is Avatar 08? Is that? So the, this was like the new, like No, 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 it's same, same year as Avatar 09. So do you think this was like the Avatar style of 3D? Because I remember there no. was a turning point where it was like, uh, those goofy cardboard glasses where it's got one red and one blue. Uh, and then when you take the glasses off, the picture looks all like weird. Right. It's all like green and stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, I, it's a really good question actually, because this film released in August and Avatar released in December. So, uh, but this, okay. I, I cannot imagine it was still red and blue. I think at that point too, there had already been a few different, 3d films and they and they were they crossed over into that new technology already but i think avatar i mean i i I did no research for this i don't really know but i think i think avatar probably just did it the best and the most in like you know what i mean like the most efficiently like i think they shot the whole movie in that type of 3d so maybe that's why it was so special i'm trying i'm trying to think because if you remember from that from that era if you watched avatar it's like the only acceptable 3D experience, right? Like all the other films that came out in 3D were like darker, blurrier, noticeably worse. Uh, and that continues to this day. It's still it's still kind of fucked up when you go watch a 3D film. Right. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. How do you... So you don't like 3D... Like, is there ever a situation where you would rather watch a 3d movie than a just standard 2d uh avatar you know i mean that was like uh that was an experience that i think like 
that movie just straight up does not matter if it's not in 3D. You know, you know what's funny is every time I go on an airplane that has like a selection of movies you can watch, Avatar is always on there. And I'm thinking like, who the hell is experiencing Avatar for the first time on this <laughs> tiny like eight inch screen on an airplane? I know it's 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 crazy. I w- I watched like half the movie because at the other day in silence because it was on a bar TV. And I just kept like glancing up at the screen and yeah, it's just like, it's so crazy to look at that film, not in 3d and not on a big screen. It just looks like, like hot cartoon garbage. It's all it is, you know, like even star Wars has like regular folks walking around (laughs) in it. Like that film was just like, it's, it was like hours of just like blue, blurry people running around. Like it kind of reminded me of like something like a Disney, a cheap Disney film or something. Uh, right. But to see it in 3D, now that was, I mean, that's something that I'll never forget, right? Going with all my friends to the theater, uh, checking it out, this new, uh, you know, this new technology that had been pioneered by Cameron and his, and his cronies. Um, yep, and it looked great, and it was and it was a lot of fun. I still didn't like love the movie necessarily, but and I'm not even no, trying to be punk rock going. about it, right? Like it's like it was like not very well acted and pretty poorly executed, but it looked really yeah. really cool at the time. Yeah, I I had a great experience with it too. Like I remember it was a spectacle for me. It was like the I did like it in 3D. I enjoy, I had a good time. I remember I went with a bunch of buddies. And uh, my friend Aaron brought in a backpack full of beers, and we just hell yeah drank brewskis and freaking uh, freaked out over the <laughs> things coming at us. Uh, I will say the two the two uh, other movies that I enjoyed in 3D were, and I will never, I don't think I'll ever like opt for 3D if I have the choice um, in the future, but. Uh, Jackass 3D was oh, great. Oh, I love that. That was that was great. I, I I forget about that, but that was a perfect 3D experience too. <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah. Uh, and then I saw Gravity, the 2013 uh, George Clooney Sandra Bullock outer space movie in yes, 3D. Yes, I also I saw that in 3D. Yeah, enjoying that. That space, was also 3D very good. Yeah. in space is is usually pretty pretty good. Yeah, you know what? You've named um, yeah. two films that I absolutely, yeah, would much rather see in 3D, big screen 3D. So, yeah, maybe there are more, too. I'm just not remembering them. I think it's just so overwhelmingly negative, the, the 3D experiences I've had, that it, it has such so it has still continued to sour my taste on 3D, when maybe the technology is fine and has completely caught up. I know that, yeah, Gravity was really special in 3D, and so was Jackass 3D, obviously. <laughs> Like I remember right. like a dildo being launched at the screen and like coming out of the screen in 3d and just laughing my ass off my dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what was great in 3d was the, uh, the Amanda Knox documentary. <laughs> what if they just released like, that would be so tasteless <laughs> if they just started releasing these like crazy murder documentaries. Yeah in 3d yeah. i would i would actually out. i would actually like it if like a show like black mirror released something in 3d or something you know like did something interesting with the format 
Yeah. You know? So often it's, they, it's used for spectacle, but what if it was used to like, like a VR experience to enhance like, I don't know, horror or, you know, I don't know. In, in Jackass, it was used to enhance comedy, which was an interesting way to use 3D. Yeah, and then there was that uh, that bizarre uh, moment when they were trying to get 3D televisions to become a uh, mm-hmm. a thing. Um, right. It just an immense waste of money. I don't know anyone that that had them. I, but, I knew uh, somebody that had them, and there was actually yeah. a select number of video games, like PlayStation Three video games, oh, you that could would play. Be okay. You could play in 3D. I don't think it quite had ever worked. I don't think it ever really worked. I don't know. I, I could be yeah. wrong about this, but I, I think most people, it's sort of like that 3DS, like the 3D Nintendo little handheld console where like some people, you know, you turn it on for a minute to look at it and then, and you're like, Ooh, that's a novel thing. And then everyone just shuts it off and plays it regularly. And I think that's how it works with yeah. films too. You just watch the film regular, like, you know, you turn it on to see, ooh, it looks like... Because I think also prolonged 3D gives you a headache. I don't think, it, I don't think you know, we're used to it. Yeah, yeah. You know, my speaking of headaches in 3D, uh, my friend, I think my friend Chris, I never played it, but he had one of those Nintendo Virtual Boys. Have you ever played one of those? Oh, hell yeah, dude. Those things yeah. suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. You would tell me that they that they would like if you would play it too long, he would get like these crazy migraines. Yeah, and he's not like a person who gets migraines, right? Uh, normally, Jeremy, yeah. I'm thinking we should do a uh, we should release this episode in 3D. Oh, I would love that. I think our listeners would appreciate that too. Um, because if there's one thing I know about our listeners, they're tech heads, so they have all those glasses at the ready, right? They don't leave home without those 3D glasses. So if suddenly this yeah. podcast came on and it was in 3D, they'd be right there ready for it, dude. If you were really a fan of this podcast, you would be wearing a pair of those $250 uh, 3D glasses. Uh huh. Yeah. Right now. If you uh, were a while, real fan. Yeah, while driving to work. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So uh, we're talking '09, Jeremy. This—that's when this film came out. Uh, what were you up to in '09? You were in Texas, right? Caught, I was. Still in I was. I was in Texas. I was still in college. I mean, I was majorly still in college. I didn't graduate until t- 2013. So uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I was. Um, I, this was. I. I don't. I don't exactly know. August 2009, I think I was, um, I think I had dropped out of school at this point. So I was just bumming around Denton, Texas, drinking, hanging out with my friends, being like a wannabe independent filmmaker, talking a lot of shit at bars about film. I remember like, this was a really fun era for me where I went to the bar every single night and every single night I went to the bar because I went, I was like going, I like live in sort of like a liberal arts college town. Uh, there'd be somebody in there who wanted to bait me about movies. Uh, now, like, white guys debating about movies is the most hacky, bullshit, cliche thing in the world. But yeah. back when I was in <laughs> yeah. college, it fucking ruled because... Uh, we were we had nothing we had nothing else better to do so we would just scream at each other about which was better the dark knight or batman begins you know stuff like that like um right. yeah we talk about i remember like this was a this is like my prime like going to the media library on campus and renting with my student id a bunch of like criterion collection stuff so i was doing a lot of that um dude hell yeah time. yeah 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 
I uh, had a, I worked at the library in my college, and uh, I could always. I just had access to. I mean, everyone had access to the, all the movies, but like, I would like know when certain ones were in and stuff. Oh hell and yeah, hell yeah, dude! I, that was such a great resource to have. I think yeah. about like not having my college library as a resource anymore. So often, it's <laughs> fucking insane. Every time I have to print something. Uh, every time I'm about to pay to watch a movie or like buy a book or something, libraries uh, kick ass. I know it's fucking bullshit. I will say this though, um, my friend uh, uh, Ravi Karan, who is a friend of the show, friend of me and Eric, he got me turned on to Canopy. Eric, are you on Canopy yet? Um, I have a uh, I have a piece of fabric that covers me. Uh, when I'm outside, is that is that the same thing? <laughs> no, Canopy is an online uh, film streaming service that uh, works with your library card. So if you have a library card in your like in your area, you know you basically just like use that to activate your Canopy account, and it gives you ten free films a month. And it has like all of A24 shit, all of Annapurna's shit on there, a lot of Criterion stuff. It's like a it's like a heavily curated, very well selected. Um, you know, like a library of new and old films. Um, and so that, that's the closest I've had to like something that's made me feel like I'm back at the library again is like using my library ID to like literally check out movies on my, but it's of course all from the safety of my home. I don't have to go out and do anything, but. Uh, Jeremy, I'm going to need you to keep vamping for just 10 more seconds while I make a note to get canopy. <laughs> and the library card. Yeah, you got well, it. Yeah, the library card. And and uh, you don't even have to leave your house to get a library card. I did that online too, which was crazy. So, uh yeah, you can do all of it from this from the comfort of your your uh your your couch, you stupid slob. Yeah, I'm looking at you, <laughs> listener. Um Eric, you want to go through the films of 2009 because this is a to. this is an interesting year for film and also a bad year for film. <laughs> yeah, we've been talking about a lot of bad years in film. Yeah, and it's and it's shocking because I kind of like thought the whole idea of bad year in film was a myth, but it's it's really not. There are some years that just kind of suck, and this is one of them. <laughs> yeah, let's hear it. Well, Avatar is probably the most insane thing to come out this year uh but you also have the star trek like the first jj abrams star trek film you have up in the air nine lovely bones Coraline, the hangover the blind side where the wild things are the soloist or as i used to joke it was called the soloist uh <laughs> district nine inglorious bastards that's probably my favorite film of the year uh public enemies Moon, Zombieland, The Road, Precious, 500 Days of Summer, Sherlock Holmes, uh, The Informant, Watchmen, uh, I mean, fucking Fast and Furious, Wolverine Origins. I mean, you, you see where I'm getting at here, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's not that good. Uh, uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox. That's another highlight of the year for me. Yeah. Uh, oh, Drag Me to Hell. Very good. Yeah, uh, that was a good one. Halloween 2, the Rob Zombie film. But yeah, in general, this was not great. Like, this is... No. Yeah. What do you think, what do you think of this year? 
Um, you know, I do actually remember this year in film like really well. This was around the time, uh, I think I talked about this before. I had like an old movie blog, uh, where I would see uh, almost everything I could. Oh, we gotta and, get and our hands on that movie blog. No, it's, it's a, it does not exist anymore, I don't think. Oh, uh, we gotta get our thankfully. hands on it. I'm, but, I'm, uh, I'm scrubbing the internet right now for <laughs> it. Uh, you're, you've got a sponge and like a bucket of water and soap. Hey, you know, when I type in your name into Google, Eric Koppel UCB comes up immediately. (laughs) Does it really? (laughs) There's a more, yeah. And then my UCB uh, profile is something snarky or or sassy. But uh, uh, there's a more famous Eric Koppel who spells Eric with a K. Oh, Uh, I saw him. He's a painter. His paintings are like, they kick ass. We're we're Facebook friends. (laughs) Yeah, he's a really good painter. Yeah, we like each other's shit. But um, I would say my favorites, uh, Up in the Air, I really like. I actually recently rewatched that movie. I like it Is a that, lot. Does that hold up? I don't remember liking it even at the time, so... No, yeah, I, th- I thought it was really good. Uh, fucking... You know, I did watch it, like, not too uh, soon before I got laid off, which was <laughs> weird mm-hmm. to like have that in my mind as like a reference of like, oh, this is like in that movie I just watched. <laughs> uh, Getting my, fired, just like job. in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then I think the only other movie that I can think of that I would consider to be even close to great from this year is Adventureland. Oh, uh, shit. And I don't even know if it, this is like a great movie. Like it's kind of... A story that's been told before, but I really like Greg Matola and I like this era of Jesse Eisenberg. Uh, yeah, Kristen too. Stewart's really good in this. Um, so Zombieland and Adventureland came out the same year. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, you, so are you not an Inglorious Bastards fr- fan? No, it's one of my least favorite Tarantinos. I just wow. don't like Nazi stuff. I don't like. Yeah. I actually don't like. I don't like war uh, stuff in general. Right. Like I just kind of like tune out to it. Uh, let me ask you this: Have you seen The Informant by Steven Soderbergh? I don't think so. If I have, I don't. It was a long time ago. It's a very low key one of his, I think, masterworks. Uh, okay, you know, Steven Soderbergh is a very complicated film director. We could talk about him for hours. He just makes like a lot of really interesting choices with like what subjects he chooses to make films out of. And the informant starring Matt Damon is one of these one of these smaller films he made. It de- definitely doesn't have like the uh, the fucking like insane production that like an oceans 11 has, but it's, it's like a very small weird story about the sociopath played by Matt Damon. And it's really, really good. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of it, but, um, yeah, other than yeah. that, yeah, we've, we've pretty much, I, I, I do agree with you, Eric though. This was like one of the peak years of my like film snobbery. So I saw like everything that came out this year yeah, in, me too. In, in theaters and looking back, what a waste of time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Not a good, <laughs> not a good year yeah. um, at all. But, uh, so l- the final destination, uh, is just another gem in a year of just hit after hit. Uh, <laughs> it's 2009, uh, American uh, horror movie written by Eric Bress uh, and directed by David R. Ellis. Bress wrote 
one of the other ones at least, right? He wrote Yeah, um, and Ellis directed three, the, two. the second one. So D- Ellis so far has directed all the bad ones in my opinion. Okay. The ones that I didn't care for. Yeah, so Bress wrote uh two. Uh and then he's credited as a special thanks for 3. Um huh. and he also He's also one of the butterfly Oh yeah, he's the butterfly people. Butterfly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so it's the fourth installment in the series, uh first to be shot in 3D. Uh it's currently the highest grossing final destination film, which uh must be the 3D numbers cuz uh Sure. I don't Three, know. 3D was hot that year. I mean, yeah, there's, it there's was. no way no way around it. Uh it which is interesting because uh the film is starring no one. <laughs> right. I mean, it's it's like the last one like there there's not even like we had uh Mary Elizabeth Winstead, right? The last movie who was like yeah. the most the biggest name uh and most people don't know who she is. I had to look her up, but I recognized her. But I mean, who the hell knows who Bobby Campo is? Or no idea. Chantel yeah. Van Senten. That's a cool name. Uh, Nick Zano, Haley Webb. I mean, they all got uh, cool names, but uh, yeah. <laughs> no idea. Michael T. Williamson. That's pretty good. Michael T's a good name, but yeah, no idea who they um, are. So we'll do a little bit of. I, I kind of glanced at the trivia for this, and there's some good ones. There's the uh, during the car wash scene, uh, Haley Webb accidentally broke the car window when she was pounding on it, and the editors left the shot in. You know, I always, I always have like a little bit of fear when I do a car wash, Jeremy. I do too. I, it doesn't come from this movie, but it comes from just the like the insane machinery around me, like all like beating the shit out of my car <laughs> yeah it's pretty wild uh car washes are nuts uh the first final destination film to not feature tony todd unfortunately uh due to the scheduling conflicts with uh transformers revenge of the fallen yeah uh, it's bullshit yeah i mean he probably made the right choice yeah of course uh, i mean i mean what i mean what uh, probably I, I don't i think both those films are probably trash but tony todd get back in final destination where you belong come on the uh, the racetrack is called McKinley Speedway, which was, of course, the name of the ta- the town, high school, and character Ian McKinley. Uh, I mean, it's such an arbitrary name that I don't think. I think there's like very very few people that picked up on that. Uh, yeah, don't you hate it when you have the same name as your high school that is also the same name as your town? <laughs> Um, that's also the same name as uh, Michael Ian Black's character in Wet Hot American Summer. <laughs> McKinley, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Ashley Tisdale optioned for the part of Nadia, but lost it to Stephanie. I mean, the, H- Honore. Uh, I mean, we would at least have some star power in this if we got Tisdale involved. Uh, yeah. It's the only uh, final destination not to be filmed in Canada. Uh, let's see here. It's the shortest film in the franchise. I will say, for like a thriller, not a thriller, but like a horror, just like a fun horror that challenges you in no way mentally, um, I think this is a great length for a movie. <laughs> it's right under like 90 minutes. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's, it's under an hour and a half, which is a bold-ass choice. <laughs> you know what's weird is... 
when I look, because I most certainly am the type of person to look at the lengths of movies when I'm deciding if I want to see them in theaters. Uh, I some I hesitate when a movie is like ninety minutes or less because I'm like. I can't justify the time, like the like the money to time ratio, unless it's a really right. good movie. But two hours to me is like the sweet spot. Two hours to two hours and twenty minutes. Yeah, but then three hours, I get annoyed. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely like it. It just depends on what I'm watching. You know, sometimes films like the last that last Avengers film and like. Uh, you know, I think uh, what Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, like I could have done another hour of those films. I, I, I enjoyed yeah. the hell out of them while I was watching them. But something like this, it was like I kept walking out of the room and looking at my phone. Like I just like couldn't even deal. So it was like, it was like, yeah, I'm glad it was that length and no longer. Right. Um, By the way, so, just a uh, just little uh, peek behind the veil here. I'm I'm literally buying Tales from the Crypt seasons one and two on Amazon as we're talking. Wait, you can are you? What are you doing? DVD or what? I'm doing DVD. There's no Blu-ray. How much? How much is it? It's twenty bucks for seasons one and two together. Hmm. I might do that. Do it right now while we're podcasting. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but oh man, I don't want to start impulse buying on on, <laughs> on air. Because uh, yeah, I looked into it because there is also um, the fucking like the whole box set just seemed like too much for me at the time when I looked at it. But it would be awesome to own. Yeah, there's it. a whole box set. There is a whole box set. Uh, also, if you're listening and you're like. Uh, you the thing keeping you from uh, subscribing to our Patreon to hear the uh, Tales from the Crypt episodes is the cost to watch them. You can find, in my experience, every single one of them for free somewhere on the internet. Right. And we usually post the links on our Twitter. Um, I believe the first one was on YouTube and Dailymotion. But uh, let's see here. I feel like there was one other. Oh, this is the only Final Destination film with a sex scene. Oh, right. And yeah, there's boobs galore in this. There are, yeah. Um Yeah, I I think that's like kind of interesting. I remember uh we got to a point in uh what was the first Chucky movie where you finally see nudity? I think it wasn't until like Seed or something where you finally see nudity. And uh, uh-huh, yeah. I remember th- we we kind of like remarked how crazy that is for a horror franchise. Um, yeah, which is not uh, typical, I guess. And you would no. think this uh, a sex scene would come up in like a franchise that's just every scenario is a bunch of horny teens, but but no. Um, by the way, it, it, Google a picture of David R. Ellis at some point. <laughs> Actually, I demand you to Wikipedia David R. Ellis uh, when you're done uh, buying your <laughs> buying your DVDs while we're oh recording podcasts. Oh my goodness gracious! Wow. This is like a I don't know what to think of this guy. Listener, Google this guy. He he looks like a very. Uh, he looks like the villain from like. He does Blade look Runner. like a villain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In this particular picture, he has like a glowing like pendant behind him. It's really jarring. Uh, 
Anyway, let's dive into the plot of the of the final destination, shall Gosh, we? Gosh, David R. Ellis, by the way, R.I.P. He was uh, dead, found in the bathroom of his hotel room in Johannesburg, South Africa. No cause of death has ever been released. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. No cause of death. Yeah. He was 60. Pretty young. Hmm. Uh, so Another Epstein case, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Don't get me started. Uh <laughs> The uh, okay, so we're at what are we doing? We're at it. Oh, by the way, Jeremy, I wrote a remember on the last episode, we were talking coasters because of you know Final Destination 3. I said I'll probably never ride a roller coaster again, right? This past weekend, the uh, opportunity I was in my hometown of Green Bay, Wisconsin, and they have uh, not a lot of stuff to do there, and they have a, a little amusement park and sort of one of the like pride enjoy uh landmarks of the city is we bought uh this old ass roller coaster and transported it to our amusement park and it's known as elvis's favorite roller coaster uh you know elvis the uh like amphetamine addict who died on the shitter uh 50 years ago this was his favorite roller coaster uh, and I had never ridden it before, and uh, my friends and I were just like desperately f- trying to figure out what to do with our in this town. And mm-hmm. uh, I rode the coaster, Jeremy. You rode that coaster, huh? I rode the coaster, and I was <laughs> uh, I couldn't fully enjoy it uh, because of what we talked about. Like I just I was too in my head about like this thing's gonna collapse. Uh, what the fuck was Elvis thinking? What was he taking? Uh, can I have some? Uh, <laughs> it was wild. It was, uh, it's like a very like jangly, rickety. And right before it, we were looking up, uh, stories cause there's all these stories of like people getting injured on it. So we were reading <laughs> like the, like all the mishaps that have happened on it. Uh, it was crazy, but I defied my fears I thought I'd bring that up. I love it. That's great. So we're at a NASCAR <laughs> uh, a NASCAR event. Have you ever been to NASCAR live, Jeremy? I think so. I you know I grew up in Texas, so I feel like yes, but maybe I was just around it. So I don't know. Yeah, I haven't. Um, but and I don't think I would enjoy it. Uh, I had a friend growing up who would listen to NASCAR on the radio, which uh, I can't think of anything more interesting <laughs> to do yeah, with your yeah, time. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so we've got these college students, uh, again, a very likable uh, and friendly group of people uh, we're getting set up with. Uh, Nick O'Bannon uh, is with his friends at the Bikini Speedway. Uh, his girlfriend, uh, Lori, uh, their friends Hunt and Janet, uh, and they're watching the race. Nick has a premonition of a horrible car accident that sends debris into the stands, uh, causing the stadium to collapse. Uh, when Nick panics, a fight breaks out. Uh, first of all, this is like, this is the most intense one of these, right? Right, yeah. Like this is, but it's oh, it's like too much almost. Well, me. oh, you mean was, like the race card being like the race card? Uh, yeah, the whole yeah. disaster that happens and like the specifics of how people get 
fucked up in this right. and die is like yeah but you know here's a but it for some reason all of the uh steam was taken completely out of it for me because it looks so fucking cheap and shitty like did yeah. you notice that it looks so bad my first my first thought watching this film was um why is the beginning of this movie a music video featuring cars driving around a racetrack yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then my second thought was why does this character have frosted tips? Because it's 2009 when this movie comes out. That was like a thing we left behind in like the 90s and early yeah. 2000s with Eminem and shit. Like he has frosted tip hair and like a faux hawk. It's like really strange for the time. The whole movie kind of felt as, as uh, like a 90s, like a late 90s American pie style film. But... It did. It came out like a decade later, but yeah. But like when we see this, we start seeing the cars like, you know, like crashing and like the whole place starting to like collapse and stuff. It's like weirdly like very bad after effects. Like, yeah, yeah. It was like really strange. Like I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't connect with any of the deaths at all. Like especially like there's a part when like people will just get crushed. And like it's like you can like see like the editor just delete the body out of the shot. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that kind <laughs> yeah. of thing. Like yeah. So I mean, I guess like in scope it was pretty insane because like a shitload of people die. I don't know if it was do you think there's more people than in, in Final Destination 2? Um hmm. Probably not. I don't know. It's definitely comparable. The body count. I think so too. Yeah. And it's also both car stuff. So yeah. Yeah. It's an easy comparison to make, but yeah, the body count to me seemed really high in this one. It was like, it was just like too intense for me though, in a way where I was like, I like wasn't having fun with it (laughs) in the, in the way that I had fun. Like it was kind of just not like set up as, um, like, you know how in the, beginning of like the beginning of two is great because we get to see kind of like the mechanics of what's going to happen and we see this like log and the yeah the kid yeah. like doing the like playing with his cars crashing into each other like, yeah that's my know, favorite it just seemed like a better setup yeah, yeah i think it's mine too I, yeah it, it's much better than this than three and one and definitely four but but as far as like yeah like but honestly like i mean the spectacle of four i was still having fun with it i was like yeah cool okay sure yeah um yeah like watching the different ways i don't know yeah it, it kind of was i think you're right that was a little too much it was just like okay like i you i'm now i'm dis- kind of disconnected um, so when Nick panics, a fight breaks out and several people leave the stadium, including Lori Hunt, Janet, security guard, George Lanter, a mechanic, Andy Cuser, uh, his girlfriend, Nadia, uh, I'm going to stop saying last name, <laughs> uh, racist tow truck driver, Carter and, uh, mother, Samantha Lane, uh, as Nadia berates the group. Uh, a stray tire flies out of the stadium and decapitates her. Yeah, just like very shitty uh, effects. Although I kind of like, I kind of liked this moment. Mm-hmm. Like it was sort of, it reminded me of uh, 
I guess it's the exact same thing that happens to Sean William Scott in. Uh, yes, one. they like to they like to do that kind of kill. It's also like who got killed with the barbed wire in two. Oh yeah, there's like the stoner oh, guy, shit. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so like, yeah, they, they, they like to do that. Where like something that's like suddenly flies out and kills somebody. And there's like, there is a death like that in this film too, uh, on top of this one. But, um, I will say like immediately after this moment, guess what we get? Another fucking intro, like another like credit roll with like a fucking yeah. high octane, like butt rock music playing. I was like, <laughs> yeah, are you kidding? Yeah. Like two in a row? That's too much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't like the aesthetics of this one very much. Um, several, uh, it seems like they spent all of the money on effects and I guess making a 3D movie um, and just everything else was kind of an afterthought. Uh, like they just thought of all of the kills and they were like, ooh, we can do this now because it's, th- it's 3D and it'll like look good in 3D. Uh, right and i guess you do maybe miss out on a lot of the fun with it not being in 3d like i want to see that guy's i want to see that guy's butt get sucked in 3d like that is fun yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. uh so several days after the accident (laughs) carter tries to set set a fire on george's lawn for preventing him from saving his wife he doesn't try to set a fire he tries to burn a cross Right. Uh, but a chain reaction causes him to be dragged down the street uh, on fire before his tow truck explodes. I would have liked to see this guy like stick around longer so I could hate him more and more. Cause yeah, yeah he I throws around he the been, yeah, yeah he throws around the n word pretty uh, pretty immediately, which I you, I wrote oh, down I in my notes uh, uh, for uh, first n word in the series so far. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But I, but I, and I, and I do think like seeing him get toasted immediately after I was kind of like, yeah, I think he's just too heavy of a character for this kind of a series. Like he's just, he, they, this series does not know how to do this kind of racism. It shouldn't be dealing with racism really. Like it's, it's almost irresponsible that the movie's (laughs) trying to. (laughs) It's irresponsible that a character says the N word. Yes. Yeah. Like, because it's not that like the film it, what it's just going to punish him by brutally murdering him and i guess that's that's sure. that's fine enough but yeah like I, I i did like this kill because it reminded me of earlier kills in the film's franchise like it was simple you know what i mean it was like his foot gets caught on the chain the gas pours on the chain the sparks from the chain light the gas and then he lights on fire and that fire blows up his tow truck and somehow his head comes off. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, and I was, I don't know. To me, I think about some of the kills in three, which I like, but they, but it totally changed the f- rules of Final Destination. It wasn't the same type of film in three, right? Like in one and in two, you have these like really long windups to, to deaths that, like you kind of see the like the we talked about it in our last episode. You see, see the Rube Goldberg machine at work, and there's a lot of red herrings and stuff. But in three, it was a lot more straightforward. It was a lot more active. Like stuff's trying to kill you right the fuck now, you know. Um, yeah. But in this, but in this, but this death felt a lot more like 
a comedy of errors type thing that we got in the first two films, which I which yeah. I liked. I liked the little return to form there, at least for a couple of these kills. And then I liked I think, the death for sure. I yeah. I yeah. I don't know. I guess like these movies are pretty good at like picking out which character is gonna like piss me off the most, and then like yes. letting them kind of like linger for a while, so it's more satisfying when they die. But yes, uh-huh. you know, I I liked this this one. Uh, so the next day, Samantha is leaving the beauty salon when a rock, uh, which, God. by the way, this woman goes to a beauty salon uh, and they're all, like, pissed at her. Right, because she's, like, coming in right when they're closing, I think, right? Yeah, and she seems to be, like, oblivious. I am, like, so aware when I'm at a business, like, right I before know, it closes. right? Like, why would you ever... <laughs> insane why would you ever yeah it's crazy (laughs) (laughs) so she's leaving the beauty salon and uh a rock propelled by a lawnmower is shot through her eye killing her uh i kind of (laughs) liked this one you could see it coming you know you knew exactly what was going to happen like 10 minutes earlier when the kids were throwing the rocks but is this could this happen (laughs) is what i'm wondering no are you kidding like I, I mean, it, it could have killed her, but what it would have done was it would just hit her in the head so hard that it, it might have just, like, stopped her brain, you know? Yeah. I don't think I don't think it would have flown, like, a bullet through her eye. <laughs> it was it was disservice, that terrible joke, which was, like, I have my eye on you to her kids. Yeah. But then, um, but, yeah, I, I liked this kill a lot, too. Even though it wasn't, like, insane, it had all of that great Final Destination stuff of like, you see the fan is like kind of like, you know, spinning out of control. You see like the lotion gets poured on the floor on accident. You see like the woman barely stepping over it. Like you see a lot of the, this like long wine. It kind of reminded me of the kill in two, which was the, the dentist one where like we see all yes. this dentist stuff happening and then none of that's what ends up killing him. It's like some unrelated thing that happens outside. <laughs> yeah. A lot of good misdirects too, with uh, yeah. like the thing. I think doesn't like a chandelier fall or something, or a fan, a ceiling. A fan, fan a falls. fan falls in front of her, and the whole time yeah. the chair. Remember, it keeps slipping. Yeah, and and she, while she's getting her haircut, you think she's gonna get stabbed in the neck or something with the scissors. Yeah, but uh, nope, none of that. Just a rock in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> the old rock to the eye. Uh, the old rock to the eye. No after- big. No big reading about the events in the newspaper and the past disasters that parallel to the speedways. Uh, Nick becomes convinced that death is after them. Uh, Hunt and Janet don't believe them, but they manage to convince George to help. Uh, the group visits the mechanic shop to warn Andy, but he is killed with a CO2 can- uh, tank that launches him through a chain link fence that uh, shit was insane. Yeah. That shit was straight <laughs> up insane. I thought I was watching fucking like, uh, oh, what's that Denzel movie, that futuristic Denzel movie where he's like, he goes up against, I think it's Kurt Russell in it. Uh, not sure. It's like uh, uh, Virtuosity. That's what it okay. reminded me of. In yeah, Virtuosity, yeah. when that guy has that like, that insane laser whip and he keeps like using it to like cut people, slice people in like a million bits. Right. Uh, this, yeah, it was just incredible. It's just crazy looking. It implies, yeah, implies that like the human body is made of Play-Doh, uh, is the only way that like 
It just like squeezes right. through like a cookie yeah. cutter. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, but it's 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 something that like I would come up with if I was like that I would like think would be would actually happen when I was a kid. You know what I mean? Before yes. I like understood how physics and the human body works and stuff. Right. Yeah. And I uh, am also yeah. thinking of Johnny Mnemonic, by the way. <laughs> oh, Johnny New. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Johnny Mnemonic, by the way. Uh, I went to like a thing where we were. It was one of those where like let's watch a terrible movie, and the movie was Johnny Mnemonic. Um, yeah. And it was and it's so actually, bad that. Oh, it's bad. You see, is it really yeah. bad? Yeah, we all turned it off and like we really were having fun with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! I was gonna. Is guess it a that good movie? You, well, no, no, no. I don't. I don't know if it's good. I know that it's sort of like a cult classic, kind of beloved. I, I, uh, I thought the story was gonna go a different way, where you're gonna be like, we turned it on, thinking it was gonna be so shitty, and then when we started watching it, we loved it. <laughs> no, we we like didn't like it. Um, it was like wasn't like good for to make fun of at least. Uh, nice. So I don't know. Maybe it was good or something. It wasn't like a good setting to like properly watch a movie though. So uh, sure. after receiving a premonition involving water, Nick tries to warn Hunt, who has gone to a country club pool. Uh, I was very stoked for Hunt to 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 to, to die. Uh, at the same time, George and L- Lori uh, try to find Janet, who becomes trapped in a malfunctioning car wash. Yes. Uh, and they narrowly managed to save her. Right. Uh, this was where this is where we get yeah. the car wash scene. It's like so intense, and I, I I think this scene was actually done pretty effectively. Although, you know, there's all the questions like, how did they know she was at the car wash? Like, how do they know to like also ram into her car at that exact moment? Like, right. It's all pretty fucking crazy. But that aside. I did enjoy like uh yeah. like it felt like I kind of like these kills when the logic makes sense of like how the people are acting. Like she was she was doing everything I would do in the car. You know what I mean? Sure. Like trying to get out, you know, realizing something's going to crush her head, trying to get back in the car. You know, like she 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 wasn't acting like an idiot or like no one like how no one would ever act. Yeah, when she was stuck was cool. in the like sunroof, that was pretty intense. Yeah, that was cool. I like that. And this is sort of like parallel with her boyfriend, right? That's her isn't that her boyfriend? I guess maybe no, they're that's not her boyfriend. I always thought they were uh, they were together because they were like on a four way NASCAR date in the beginning of the film. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But uh whatever his name is, Hunt, that's his name, right? Um, I believe so. He's the one. He's also getting his butt sucked at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and not in the good way. Uh, Hunt drops his lucky coin in the water after accidentally turning the pool's drain on. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he dives in, he is sucked down to the drain where the increasing suction eventually sucks his organs uh, yeah. out of his butthole uh, through the drain pipe. <laughs> right. Afterward... Uh, George admits that, uh, any comment on this, by the way? Uh, I mean, uh, me and my (laughs) girlfriend were, she was doing homework at the time while I was watching this and we both looked at each other and just like said Chuck Palahniuk at the same time. Do you know what that's in reference to? I don't Uh, know. Uh, Chuck Palahniuk has a story called Guts that is very famous. Like, um, it's like he would do like readings of this yeah. story and make people puke and pass out. And I don't stuff. really want to think about it even, but yeah, explain. but, but it, the, the, the premise of guts is like a, a, 
uh, someone who gets off sexually by putting his butthole on the drain of a pool so it like it like gives him that sucking feeling and at some point it sucks his like intestines out through the drain that's sort of the premise of the short story it's super gross um and it was printed originally in playboy magazine back in 2004 uh but um but yeah that's what that's that's of course like what it what it reminds me of you can like go you can go online and watch uh reactions to chuck palinick reading guts for the first time and yeah. it's like pretty awesome uh, because it's so people just can't really handle it. But yeah, that's what, that's totally what this death is. Right. It's like, it's like that story was super famous. There's no way that the writer of this didn't. Oh, right. You're didn't right. Clock that yeah. story before putting it in. Um, I, uh, and it's super gross and it's, and it's done pretty, I mean, it's stupid in the film. Like, I love that, like, the main character, like, runs to the pool. He got all the way to the pool, but he couldn't figure out where he was, like, where his friend yeah. was. <laughs> Bizarre. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, where are we? Afterward, George admits uh, that he tried to commit suicide several times, but all attempts have failed. Uh, Nick believes saving Janet must have ruined Death's plan, and the group celebrates. Uh this was around the point where I was like struggling to uh, continue paying attention. Uh, but four days later, Nick begins to see more uh, omens and remembers asking cowboy uh, Jonathan Groves to switch seats prior to the accident, meaning right. he's next. Um, which, by the way, this guy wears like a cowboy hat to an event and then is just like knows immediately that someone is like annoyed that he's wearing a cowboy hat in front right of almost like he put it on intentionally knowing sure. he was gonna get to talk to somebody <laughs> yeah uh nick and george track jonathan down at a hospital where he remained uh in traction recovering from the accident uh they witness him being crushed by an overflowing bathtub <laughs> that falls <laughs> through the ceiling one of the worst deaths in all of final destination history i think yeah, is this yeah. death it is so lackluster and stupid yeah. uh a lot of these deaths do feel like punchlines to jokes. They feel very much like, were you, what tone were you going for? Was it just all supposed to be like, this is all a joke, you know? Yeah. Cause like the other films don't really feel that way. They're at least like presented as like, you should be afraid of this, you know? So, uh, let's see. As they leave, George is suddenly hit by a speeding ambulance and Nick realizes that Lori and Janet are still in danger. Uh, he tracks him down at a mall cinema and convinces Lori to leave, but Janet refuses and is fatally injured by a flying debris when a chain reaction causes the screen to explode. Yes. Crazy. Yeah, and if you notice while you're watching this too, the, the film they're watching is in 3D. Oh, really? And, we're, and, and, and like I guess in a perfect world, we're watching the film in 3D. And if you look at the screen, it's all blurry. Like it has that 3D effect. So I oh, wonder God. if okay. when you were watching it in 3D, if you looked at like the screen within the screen, it also popped stuff out at you too. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it did. Maybe it didn't. I don't know. Uh, so a multitude of explosions race Nick and Lori through the mall uh, until they are trapped on a malfunctioning escalator. I hate it when I am being chased by a multitude of explosions. Uh, <laughs> it's like, get off yeah. my back. Uh, yeah. Lori is dragged into the gears and killed. Uh, this Which turns that's out to pretty be, fucked up. 
Yeah, pretty nuts. Uh, this turns out to be another premonition, but George is killed by the ambulance before Nick can warn him. Uh, at the mall, Laurie begins uh, seeing omens as well. Having failed in his premonition, Nick runs back to the mall to stop the explosion before it occurs. He is pinned to a wall by a nail gun, but manages to stop the fire before it spreads to several combustible barrels, saving everyone. Uh, two weeks later, Nick notices a, a, a loose scaffold prop while heading into a cafe and warns a construction worker before going inside. <laughs> yeah. I remember this, like, he's like, he's like, safety first, man. Tra- take it from me. Something like Ugh, that. Like a, like, if I'm like a, in my mid forties doing construction and I, some shithead 20 year old comes up to me and says that I'm about, to, I, I, I would lose my mind. I yeah, would commit like a self- final destination on everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I, you mean murder. Uh, oh, well, right, right, but in right. a funny way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. While talking with Lori and Janet, he starts to see more omens and alludes to the theory that the chain of events since the Speedway disaster were meant to lead them to where they need to be for death to strike. Uh, just as he realizes this, the scaffold uh, outside collapses, causing a truck to swerve and crash into the coffee shop, killing all three of them. <sighs> Janet is crushed under the tires, <laughs> Lori is decapitated by the impact, and Nick is propelled into a wall, dislocating his jaw. Uh, he gets it the least worse, which I think is yeah. pretty fucking misogynist. <laughs> yeah. But... Uh, yeah, uh, Eric Koppel, who just uh, perfectly summarized the Wikipedia entry of The Final Destination. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, uh, how do you feel about the film overall? Um, I, I, you know, the, it's kind of the same thing with like all of these, uh, aside from three, because I really think three is great. But uh, I also really like one. I guess two and four are the ones where it's it's weird watching these all back to back because we are watching the same movie over and over. Right. Yeah. And this one doesn't even try at all to be <laughs> to be different. <laughs> no. Uh other than I mean at least in the third one we had like the whole uh yearbook photo kind of element to it. And the yeah, second one I'd we argue had the, the third one was way different. Um, yeah. you know, but this was like it was not different enough or the same enough. It was like it was like the other three movies with just good parts removed or something. It was it was a really strange vibe. Right. Um and I don't know, but but still I would watch this movie uh you know, this is like the kind of movie that I would watch in the context where I'm with a bunch of friends like let's watch something to kind of like make fun of, but also like there'll be moments where we kind of get into it a little bit too. Uh, you know, that's kind of, that's almost my favorite movie to watch with people is like a dumb horror movie uh, and just kind of make fun of things. And um, I don't know, like there were scenes in this where I was a little, had a little uh, suspense going on and uh, they kind of sucked me in a little bit. But uh, at the same time, I was like struggling to, uh, continue paying attention after a certain point. Um, just because I've seen this same exact thing three times in the past month, and uh, <laughs> you just yeah. 
pick up on what's gonna what's gonna happen. So I don't know. I would give this. I I actually like this movie less than two, and I think I gave two two and a half out of five plane crashes, mm-hmm. but. Uh yeah, I'll give this two out of five plane crashes. I think that's I think that's fair. Uh, and my ranking so far, Jeremy is, uh, going from least favorite to favorite. Uh, the final destination, final destination two, um, final destination, and then final destination three would be my ranking. Um, but yeah, Jeremy, what do you think of this film? Yeah, I mean, I thought it sucked. I thought it was bad. Yeah. I thought it was a bad yeah. movie. And I and honestly, like, I it wasn't like something about this film took the fun straight out of it. Like, I I would say like, I mean, I, but who are we to talk, right? Like, this film grossed apparently more than any of the other films did. So yeah. I I mean, it they made their money back. Like, uh, let's it count. Definitely the grossed yeah. me out. <laughs> I would say that uh, focusing on less kills and more character development would always help these films out. Like, but then again, wh- what am I talking about? These films have never done that. Not one of these films has ever like given me a well-rounded, a balanced protagonist or set of characters to root for or hate. Like they're, they're all completely one note from start to finish. Like, what really is the difference between Bobby Campo and Devin Sawa? You know what I mean? Like, right. They're, they're, they're kind of exactly the same. I think I love, so my, in order of uh, favorite to least favorite, it would go final destination three, final destination one, final destination two, and the final destination. Uh, is that, is that your list also? Um, I think you have one and two switched around. You said the first one's your favorite. First one I I like over two. Oh, but you like uh, three the best. I like three the best though. Okay, yeah, yeah, we're on the same we're on the same okay. page. So yeah, Final Destination three at least had a female protagonist, and she's an amazing actress. So it was like it was like easy to kind of get behind that. Plus, it, it was so much more fun than two. Two was sort of like more of the same kind of kind of lame. I guess it also had a female protagonist also in two, but three three to me i don't know why it just really it really took off in a good direction that i really liked but uh this one yeah not not so much um maybe in 3d maybe at the time i would have enjoyed it better uh really did not care for the nascar any nascar element of the film really took me out of it um but i will say that uh you know it's always nice to see a racist get dragged by his own tow truck while it's all on fire. So uh, I'm going to give this a one plane crash out of <laughs> okay. five. Uh, one one plane crash out of five. And uh, that's where I stand. I'm not taking it back. Uh, we would like to know how you felt about The Final Destination. Tweet at us at CheckyRules420. Um, and Jeremy, I'm going to end this episode... Uh, the same way I've been ending all of these with a quote from the film. Um, and I try to pick the most profound quote, uh, the one that has the most, you know, meaning behind it and um, is, you know, really, really touched me and, <laughs> and made me feel things. Uh, so here we go. This is a quote from Hunt. We just lost a really hot milf. All right. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Very good.